Hello fellow Limeys and welcome back to the Blooming with Lime podcast. This is your host George Wood and I'm so keen to have you back. Just a disclaimer, I am no doctor, just a fellow Limey who believes that sometimes real, raw, relatable conversations are more important than the hard, cold facts, especially when it comes to Lyme disease, brain fog and all the other elements involved. We are here to help you hear our stories, understand your sickness more and maybe get some tips and tricks to what may work for you to help you find peace, healing and whatever you're looking for. I'm here to help you feel more comfortable and relaxed in your journey. This is not a simple one, not an easy one, and many others are going through it. We're here to help you understand that, to create a community, and to help you get to your path of health, peace, and success that you really deserve. That being said, let's get to it with our next interview with Destiny Lynn. This is such a good interview and I'm so excited for you guys to hear it. She's a mother of two and so much more. So let's welcome on Destiny Lynn. Hello, Destiny. Hi, how are you, Georgia? I'm good. How are you? It is nice to finally get to chat. I know. I'm doing well. Thank you for having me on. Absolutely. Well, I know a lot of people will be very eager to hear your story because, as we know, every one of them are different. Uh, I think it would be best for you to just go from the beginning because we obviously know there's no sort of straight way of telling the story. So if you want to take away with it, go ahead. Awesome. Okay, so, um, well, it uh, started back when I was eight nine and 10. Um, I was bitten by a tick at eight, nine and 10. And my mom kept taking me to the doctors. I started coming down with fevers and feeling really weak and just very lethargic. And and especially she, for like an eight, nine, 10 year old, that's kind of insane. <laughs> yeah, it was not normal. <laughs> and so she kept taking me to the doctors. I kept telling her nothing was wrong with me. I think it was it was the last tick bite at age 10. She finally just flat out asked them, you know, is there a chance that she could have Lyme disease? And they just laughed at her and they said there was no such thing and that I didn't have Lyme disease. Yeah. And I definitely didn't get the bullseye. So I know that's like a huge thing. I I actually, I sorry for interrupting. I actually didn't get that either. So that I completely understand. It's like a little bit more questioning as well. Yeah, it's crazy too, because even right now in my life after going through it, I mean, just like going through the thick of it. Um, I have people in my life that are like, oh, I was bitten by a tick the other day. And I'm, I'm like, wow, did you send it into the lab, you know, or, or anything? Oh, no, I didn't get a bullseye. So I'm good. Mm. <laughs> and it's I'm so like, scary. I don't know. <laughs> so scary. Anyways, continue. So you, uh, you didn't get the bullseye. Nope, didn't, didn't get the bullseye. Um, I ended up uh, just kind of, I guess my body just kind of did what it was supposed to do. And I started to feel Um, I I started to feel better. And then around 14, I got um, really sick again, the fevers, um, really lethargic, I was sore all the time, I bruised really easy, um, just severe migraines. Um, At this point, I was diagnosed with chronic migraines, which is insane for someone that young to me, that just doesn't make sense. Yep. And consequently, it was... um, very it was around the time my parents got divorced Mm. so 
I really think that that was a huge trigger. I'm a firm believer that um, things that are happening in and around your life can trigger your symptoms to be a little bit more severe or not. Yeah, maybe we pause on this one for a minute because I think there's definitely something to talk about here because I truly agree with that. And um, it's crazy because the worst of my journey was also when my parents were going through a toxic divorce as well. So I am a true believer as well that the emotional things happening in your life have a big impact on how your Lyme is reacting. Yes, yes, that resonates so deeply with me because I really, really have um, noticed that not not even just then, but now I'm 30 now. And um, to kind of fast forward my story a little bit, um, after my parents were divorced when I was 14, um, again, I just kind of, it, it came in waves. You know, I was, I would get really sick for a, like several months at a time, a year at a time, and then it would just go away and I would be able to function again. Mm-hmm. So uh, 17 was the next age that really hit me. Um, I graduated high school early. So maybe just like the fast tracking of the academics and starting college at such a young age. I was kind just of- about to say that's another layer of emotional stress. So it's kind of interesting that it spikes again when there's more stress. Yeah. Yeah. So that was the, um, that was when I was 17. Um, again, I was able to just kind of get through it. And then, um, in 2011, when I had my son, I became so ill at this. So at this point in 2011, I was the sickest I had ever been. And Um, sorry for interrupting. Was it when you were pregnant with your son or after or sort of both? Um, so it wasn't during the pregnancy, um, during the pregnancy, I did have like this really abnormal, like morning sickness. I forgot what the medical term is for it, but I could not stop vomiting. I, I mean, and it, it was the whole nine months. So who knows? Like, you know, I, I don't really know, but, um, the second pregnancy with my daughter, I could not stop the vomiting and the morning sickness the entire nine months. So maybe that has something to do with it. Nobody really told me. But um, after my son in 2011, it was a solid nine months where I just like, I was like, wow, this is the worst it's ever been. I've never felt like, you know, I've never felt like this. I didn't feel like myself. At that point, I started getting the um, achy joints and um, my bones hurt. I remember so vividly, I mean, even that far back that my bones just hurt so bad. Yeah. And so again, um, you know, nine months went by and I feel like things, maybe my hormones started to even out and that helped a little, I don't know. And I was, I was okay. I never fully recovered. I always felt so back from, from 2011 until my second um, pregnancy with my daughter, I always felt out of it. I didn't feel like myself. I had this like severe brain fog, Mm -hmm. but I I was able to kind of just like muster through the day. You know, I was a mom at that point. So I think Oh, well, that's that's uh, what I definitely want to come to after you after you finish your story, because I find that just incredible. But continue. So you're just coming off the hormones. You think sorry, your hormones are evening out. Yep. So um, around the nine month mark after my um, my son was born in 2011, I started to just kind of be able to muster through it. And then I, you know, like I said, I never felt like myself, but I was, you know, okay to get through a day. And then in 2015, um, after the birth of my daughter, I was completely bedridden. I mean, like I was not able to get out of bed. 
um, I remember just crying so like just this deep cry like inside my soul in pain from the body aches and the joint pain and I was getting constant fevers my husband would literally have to pick me up to carry me just to use the bathroom like I couldn't walk Mm. And um, that's kind of what started, um, that's kind of what started it all. So we didn't have health insurance at the time. Mm-hmm. And we just started on credit card after credit card. Um, at one point, I had over 12 different doctors working on my case. Mm. Um, specialists, I had a, a heart specialist, I had um, a neurology specialist, I was seeing a neurosurgeon because they found a cyst on my pineal gland that they were really worried about. And finally, I found a function, um, fu- uh, functional medicine doctor who uh, asked me if I had ever had Lyme disease. And I'm like, no, I haven't. You know, I, I, I don't know what that is, really. I was just very, I didn't, I didn't know much about it at all. And so they tested me. And when they went over my blood work, it came back that I had Lyme disease and lupus and all these crazy things. And just something in my gut was like, okay you don't really have lupus. This has to be like the inflammation from the line because I'm, I mean, I'm 30, I'm young. Like how do you get, how do you just randomly get a lupus an autoimmune condition, you know, with no Mm -hmm. other symptoms. And yeah, I got, um, the one of, yeah, same. I had that same sort of confusion with getting all these other diagnoses that you're just like, that doesn't make sense. Like, you just want to give me a label, but that does not make sense. And you're not giving me the right one. So why Mm -hmm. don't we just continue looking? And because there wasn't enough information about Lyme, I think that understanding that every symptom is probably to do with your Lyme. Like now, whenever I have anything like weird happening in my body, I go first to Lyme and then to maybe something else. Yeah, exactly. And in the same with me, like you just said, they were throwing these like diagnosis at you almost like a label just to get Mm -hmm. you out of their office because I mean between the time I started seeing doctors and the time I was diagnosed they um said I had they thought I had MS they told Mm -hmm. me I had fibromyalgia chronic fatigue um Mm -hmm. paleocystic ovarian syndrome just all of this Mm -hmm. crazy these crazy things that I had never heard of and that none of them run in my family um and and it was just it was it was very mind boggling to me. And you, you feel torn in so many different directions because you're like, okay, you just diagnosed me with fibromyalgia. You just diagnosed me with possible MS. And now I have to go get all those tests done. Like, what is it? Like, why can't anybody tell me what's wrong? Yeah. And also like to know which way to put your money, because it's not like (laughs) we have money growing on trees. And what's even Mm -hmm. harder is we can barely work sometimes with these sicknesses. I mean, now there are more jobs that you can do online. But it's that extra layer of stress, which, as we mentioned earlier, causes the symptoms probably to get worse. Exactly. Yep. And to be honest, in my own opinion, I feel very I feel very bitter towards the medical system um, because ever since I did receive a diagnosis, I just have been um, I've been taken advantage of by doctors. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been scammed. (laughs) I mean, I feel like now because they there is there is awareness coming out that these practitioners, holistic and maybe even Western medicine doctors, they're they're trying to just kind of monopolize the industry. Like, okay, now Lyme disease is a thing, so let's make the next best thing. And it's seriously like a bio-individuality thing. Like, yep. 
each person's Lyme will be treated and react so differently than X, Y, and Z, you know, and it's just, it's, it's crazy. It, it truly is. I, um, yeah, it, that's a very, like, very important point is it comes out in so many different ways for each different person. And when I first um, found out I had Lyme, I obviously didn't understand it. So I was like, give me the straight di- diagnosis, just like, give me the one, two, three, four step and I'm done. And doctors would say they have that and we would put the money in and then it wouldn't work. And I'd be sitting there like, okay, what now? And they were like, well, we don't know, maybe a new one. And the same kind of routine would happen. And you're sitting there like, okay, what is actually happening? Nothing. You're just getting paid and I'm being put through more trauma. And it, yeah, it's so annoying. Um, so in terms of where you are now, are you just managing it day to day with um, sort of things you've learned that help you or how do you manage it day to day now? Yep. So um, I, I would say that at this point I'm, I'm in the managing phase. Um, I do have better days um, than I've had in the past. I've completely changed my, um, my diet and my lifestyle. Um, and I for you, cause I know it'll be different for everyone, but for you, what, what are your diet changes? So I was really stubborn on taking the gluten out. I was almost positive. I'm like, there's no way I have a gluten allergy. I've never had a reaction. And so that was the number one thing that I noticed a huge change. I never had, and that's, and that's what um, I think is really important to say. I never had an immediate reaction that I knew of or that I was aware of when I would eat gluten. But I took gluten out of my diet. Um, I've been... I've been off. I've been gluten free for like one year and three months now. My one year anniversary was in December. So well done. Well done. <laughs> um, but I, I had it out of my diet for about six months and I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to cheat a little bit. Georgia, I was like, I felt like I was hit by a semi truck for three days after I ate it. I had severe migraine. I was so out of it. My husband looked at me and he was very, he was very skeptical. I mean, he was just like, it's not the gluten destiny. And so he looked at me after I had cheated, like with the gluten, I had, you know, um, had some, and he was like, never again, I will never. never let you eat gluten again because you just reacted so bad. And come to find out now, I actually carry both of the variants, the gene, um, the genetic variants for um, celiac disease. Oh. And yeah, it's pretty crazy. So I know there's people out there that are like, you know what, gluten free is a fad and it's not affecting me. But you truly no. never know. Yeah, it's I different was for so everyone. Stubborn to take it out. And I wish I would have sooner. Yeah, I have a kind of crazy story like that um, with the taking some. I went when I was at my illest, when I finally got better, I went extreme raw vegan and took out all sugars, like including fruit. Oh, wow. Like all sugars. And I did that for, I did it without cheating for probably four months. Wow. That's really awesome. Yeah. In that um, four months, there was one like mistake where I accidentally had a cracker that had the packet of crackers had eight grams of sugar. I hadn't had any sort of sugar in, I think at that point it had, it had only really been six weeks and I ate this cracker, not even like thinking it had sugar in it. And suddenly that day, my anorexic thoughts came back, my rash on my neck flamed up. 
my OCD thoughts came back and I was sitting there like, what could have triggered this? Like, what the heck? And then I went back and traced my day and I was like, oh my gosh, the only thing that I ate that was different was the cracker. Went and looked at the packet, only eight grams of sugar in the entire packet. That's crazy. Wow. Yeah. And like, it's crazy how the body does change and form. Like now I can manage bits of sugar, but I have to understand there will be a repercussion no matter what. Yep. Yeah. And And like very, just being very aware, I think. Yeah. It's really, um, I feel like it gets really complex when, you know, you think of all the different (laughs) things that you can do and things that work for you. And it's so hard because I feel like, again, I feel like everyone is so like, it's so, it's so Mm -hmm. specifically individual, you know, when it comes to a diet or something like, so what works for me might not work for someone else and vice versa for you, for me as well. And yeah, and it gets, uh, it gets overwhelming. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And then you just kind of like, don't know what to do. I know there's been many times where I've kind of feel just like, frozen because I'm like I don't know what option to do I know yes and you know I am in in some of my blood work they told me that I had a dairy allergy and I actually developed something called alpha gal which is um I had never heard of it I was about to say I've never heard of that yeah so what it is is um when Lyme disease goes untreated for an extended amount of time I guess um you can develop this I, I, again, I don't even know like the technical medical term of what it is, but it's called alpha gal. And now I have an allergic reaction to beef, so I can't wow. have any beef products. That's so <laughs> and, interesting. Yeah. And I was, I was doing really well on like organic grass fed meats and yeah. stuff like that. So I wasn't against eating organic grass fed beef, but I, I have to stay away from it now. Yeah. That's really interesting. And, um, so what other mecha- like what other coping mechanisms do you use like do you it, for me I I think we were talking about we woke up both feeling very uh not good this morning um what did you kind of what steps did you take to get to be able to do this I guess So one thing that has worked really well for me and actually is something I I had to do this morning because I did, I woke up just feeling so um, just drained and my throat was sore and I was having this really weird cough. Um, But I have the um, MTHFR gene, which means that I don't detoxify um, as quickly as someone who doesn't have that gene. Mm. And I am telling you that infrared sauna has been a huge game changer for me. I dry brush before I go in and I have slowly worked up. Like I've been working on this for like six plus months now, but I'm finally able to do 30 minutes at like 150 degrees. And it's insane wow. because I never, like, I would have never known this. But even back when I was younger, I always remember, like, it's so weird. I don't sweat. Like, you same. know. Same. Same. Yeah. And I used to be so proud of it. Like, so yeah, proud. No. And then I realized, no. hang on, this isn't natural. Yes, it's not good for you. <laughs> so I think that this, the infrared sauna, like, forcing my body to sweat um, has, like, really, really helped. I... Um, I follow this amazing doctor. Um, She's a conventional medicine doctor turned like functional medicine doctor. Mm -hmm. Her name is Dr. Jess on Instagram. And she has this like thing, kill, bind, sweat. And I'm like, wow, she's, um, she's saying how like the infrared sauna really, really helps people with like autoimmune conditions or immunocompromised individuals. Like the sweating actually helps get all the gunk out from all the years, you know? Yeah. And I, it was just like affirmation. I'm like, okay, I'm doing something right because it's making me feel good. And, you know, it's coming from a doctor that infrared saunas can be really awesome for you. But again, 
there are some stipulations. So what works for me won't necessarily work for someone else. Exactly. So I, um, at this health center I went to, that was the one that kind of helped me go raw vegan. They are very strong believers in infrared saunas and they have many on the property and you're meant to do one in the morning, one in the night. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And it, it, for me, it was, I think now hearing it took you that long to work up to 30 minutes. That makes me feel a lot better because everyone else was kind of going in and doing it very easily. I would do five minutes and my felt like I had things crawling under my skin. Yes. It was like very painful. So I, I kind of went in, there were so many other things to do on the property that I didn't do it as much. And then when I went back the next time, I did it more and really did feel the benefits. But for me, if I go into infrared, it puts me straight into a Herx. It does, yep. yeah. The first, I didn't. Um, so I, I had forgotten that. So fast forward a year, when I was getting my yoga instructors, the studio I was in had infrared panels that I wasn't really aware about. So uh-huh. I was finally healthy. Then I was putting myself under these panels for six, seven, eight hours a day. Oh, wow. Not really understanding what I was doing. And then I was suddenly just like so sick and so confused because I was doing sort of the most holistic life I had ever done, meaning like yoga multiple times a day, green juice, just all of these things. But I was the sickest I'd ever been. And then I finally realized, oh, it's the infrared. And so for me, I just have to be very careful because even the other day, I went in in the first time for like six months. And within two days, I had a massive attack. So wow. it's it's coming back to that, like, it, it's definitely worth a try for everyone. And it just it depends, like, what you're going for. But I'm so glad that you found that treatment that really helps. Yeah, yeah, it really does. But but for sure, I mean, I it took a long time to work up to where I am now. And I was just like you. I would do five minutes and I would just feel awful. And I'm like, what is going on? Like, I thought this should work, but I just, um, I just kept thinking like, well, I haven't, I like, I don't really sweat my entire life. Like here I am 30 years old and I can go, I can literally go walk outside, you know, in the midday heat of Florida and I'm not sweating. So I just figured that maybe it was just like all that junk, not moving around, like in your, in your lymphatic system and all that. And I just kept with it, but just really slow, just very slow. And just, I was just really patient with myself on it. Yeah. I honestly think now looking back, if I had, if I like do it slowly, I think it could be very, very beneficial for me and probably most limeys. Um, (laughs) That's awesome. Do you have an infrared, like one of the infreds in your house or do you have one of the panels or do you go somewhere? Um, I have one in my house. I, uh, I got it for Christmas, um, last year and I just, uh, it's, it's a portable one. It's not like one of the big fancy wooden ones. I hope to, I hope to get one of those one day, but, um, I just made sure that it had, when you buy them online, you have to be really careful. Some of them emit like really high EMF. So I just Mm. got like a low emitting EMF one and I haven't really had any issues with it. It's been great. (laughs) Oh, awesome. I'm definitely going to look into that. Um, so I want to come back to being a mum with Lyme disease because that's obviously something I am not, but I could not kind of wrap my head around it because even for my me getting up to walk my dog sometimes is like a very big battle in my head, but it's good because <laughs> it does get me out of bed. Yeah. Um, so how do you manage being a mum of two kids, two young kids with yeah. Lyme? 
<laughs> yeah, that uh, that is a loaded question. Um, yeah. So I I don't know if I can. I don't even know if I can say I manage. Honestly, I feel like every day is a. Um, it's like juggling. Just like imagine I'm juggling these balls in the air, and inevitably some of the balls are going to get dropped. So. Yeah. Um, whether that's like the housework or like my professional work or, uh, sometimes even dropping the ball on my kids. Like sometimes I'm just like, I'm sorry. Like I can't, mommy can't, we can't, I can't take you to the park today, you know? Yeah. And I do think that one thing it's really done for me is it's helped me appreciate the good moments that much more, Mm. you know? Like when I'm just having, um, when I'm having a good day and I can be really present with my kids and just be with them wherever we're at, like if we're at the park or we're getting ice cream or something and I can just really hone in and like zero in on their faces and their smiles Mm -hmm. and it almost feels just that much more better, you know? Yeah, I, I totally could see how it gives another layer of sort of motivation and like why you do have to fight. Yeah, it really is. They are definitely like my reason for fighting. Yeah, you're rocks. Yes. Yep. Yeah. And those hard days, I'm like, you know what? I'm, you know, I, I've got to get better for these kids. I'm going to get better for these kids. And, and it, it's, it's really, really hard. I mean, oh, it is just like you said, like getting up to walk the dog. Yeah. I mean, I just being able can't even to, imagine. yeah, to, to have to care for and, and, you know, just be there for them through yeah. their emotions and all of that when I can barely even <laughs> handle my own emotions or, you know, walk that day yeah um, it's definitely a struggle but I it's worth it it really is yeah because I work as a nanny as you know and I literally think about it all the time I'm like when I'm having a bad day I'll be like I can go home and I do not have to attend to this and mm-hmm. it, th- that is like what gets me through so it's just like it and I also remind myself there are moms out there who have Lyme that are doing this you've got this like come on yeah yeah <laughs> but, um, my my husband and I oh no it's okay my husband and I we have this thing where like you know if I'm just having a bad day sometimes I just can't like control myself and I'll get like frustrated or Mm -hmm. my patients are you know I I really have to work on my patients and um we have this thing that we say to each other and more often than not he's saying it to me but um (laughs) we tell each other to like go clean up our messes you know like if my son and I he's eight years old and he's just very energetic and spunky and on bad days when I can't meet him at that level you know him and I will argue yeah and I just have to go in and like sit down and like own it you know I'm Mm -hmm. definitely it's definitely forced me to figure out how to own my mistakes so much more than I think if I wasn't going through this because I just have to look at him and say look I am so sorry and that this is what's going on and I'm just really sorry I lost my patience with you and I think that it's it's made me better I was um, about to ask, like, what's some of your biggest lessons that you've learned? And in this last, like, kind of t- couple minutes we were speaking, you listed two very big ones. And it's it was taking account for uh, for your actions in a whole nother level. Like, I've definitely yeah. realized that, that where there's things that you do that you normal you probably would not have done. So you want yeah. to sit there and be like, well, it wasn't actually me, but in reality it happens so you still do have to step up and be like I'm sorry that should not have come out that way blah 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 and then you also mentioned one which was appreciating the small things and like Mm -hmm. the good moments because that's something that I think even just because I was young I didn't appreciate but 
those those moments, uh, those two lessons are really big ones. But is there anything else that like you really have taken out in positive way from life? Yeah, um, I would say just giving myself the grace. So um, before I before 2015, where it just completely wiped me out. I mean, there was there was no coming back from it. I was I was just not myself at all. And I but when I am myself, I'm very type A and slightly OCD, like everything has its place. I love to have a clean house, like laundry done, dishes done, dinner cooked, you know, in my professional um, life, like I'm just very detail oriented and just very organized. And I have had to let so much of that go Mm. and just be okay with showing up for the day with what I'm able to give. And if that's not if that's not somebody else's standard of their best, then that's okay. Of my best, then that's okay. That's not their business. It's my business to feel confident that I'm like, okay, here I am today. And this is my best. It might look like 25% to you, but to me, this is my hundred percent best I can give you. And honestly, just being okay, that that's it. And that's what I have to give and not beating myself up with it or guilty myself or shaming myself like you could have done more you had this to-do list or you were you know supposed to you know do this for this client and and just going through the guilt because it's like Mm. it's like a double whammy you know you're like actually not able to get it done and then you're beating yourself up in your head so it's like Mm -hmm. you're going through it all over again yeah I think that is the biggest preach right there (laughs) a very good place to end on because that is so so true and I think I'm definitely still learning that, but I will it's get hard, there. girl. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think that's a lesson that um, every limey either is learning, has to learn, or will learn. So, um, yeah, wow, I think we covered a lot, and I really believe that this will help a lot of people listening. Yes, um, I. I just have to say that I am so grateful that I connected that we that you and I connected over Instagram. Like I love the internet just for that being able to like do this build this community even when you can't be there. Like, for me, I've just I've lost a lot of friends in my real life because I just can't be there or, you know, whatever they they don't understand you know and that is something I'm I'm just so grateful that we were able to meet because you just have so many awesome like little wisdom nuggets to share with the world and I was just so happy to be a part of this with you thank you so much for being a part I'm yeah I'm so happy we bonded as well I still just remember our first call and it felt like we'd known each other for years it really did so I got I, off the phone and I'm like this girl and I have like a we, our soul our souls have known each other yes that's literally what I said to my boyfriend as well I was like there's something special here um <laughs> amazing well I hope that you your day gets better in terms of your feeling wise your body wise and I hope you have a lovely day but do you want to plug anything your Instagram any of that good stuff yeah sure so um anybody listening they can follow me at at destiny lynn villafane at on instagram amazing (laughs) wait i'll also tag you and amazing awesome thank you have a good day georgia Bye. bye thank you so much for listening to another episode of blooming with lime i hope it helped you and i hope you learned a lot Have a lovely day or night wherever you are. And don't forget, sometimes real, raw, relatable conversations are more important than the hard, cold facts.